You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. And today, yeah, another special guest. I know, I always say that, and it's always true. This one, I actually like hunted down and I said, pretty please, can you be on my show? I would really love it. So her name is Claire Pelletro, and you can find her at clairepels.com. Why is she so special? She's a Facebook ad strategist, very similar to some of the work that we do here at trafficandleads.com. But I saw a Facebook ad of hers a few years back, and I started following her, and I like her so much because she's really frank about this works, this doesn't work, this is a bunch of BS, do it this way. She's not afraid to say certain things and to tell people like it is for Facebook ads. She's extremely knowledgeable. She has some really cool courses. Her blog posts are cool. And she's just cool. So, of course, I had to hunt her down and ask her to be on the Traffic and Leads podcast. What finally made me hunt her down was she recently went through a launch for her Facebook marketing product before she was going to raise the price. So she sent out a weekly email and basically said, hey, I made $40,000 on my launch. Here it is. Step by step. Check it out. And she literally detailed every dirty detail of how she launched her product and she killed it, right? I got that email and I was like, okay, she needs to come on Traffic and Leads podcast and tell everybody the details of this amazing launch. And also about this launch, she did it with a 3,000 person list. Like, yeah, like that is so attainable and it's so awesome. And Claire totally killed it. So that's the interview today. But let's talk a little bit before we dive in there about the click technique. So for those of you that don't know, the click technique is how to make online marketing work for you. It is theclicktechnique.com. Go there and visit it. There's a free crash course. And essentially, that is all of my one-click Lindsay and trafficandleads.com secrets to making online marketing work for you. So just real quick, we'll go over what the click means. C is for curiosity you got to write amazing content. L is for land. You got to make landing pages. You got to make sure your landing page is all set up to start tracking and getting these people so you can market to them. I, irresistible offer. We've talked a lot about that on the podcast. C is for cultivate, which is primarily email marketing. And K is for keep going. So Claire's episode with launching definitely falls into the keep going, the K in click. And it is a more advanced click technique strategy. And once you get the click going, which again, if you go to theclicktechnique.com, I tell you exactly how to how to do that. I tell you how many blog posts to write. I tell you how much to spend on Facebook. I tell you everything. So get the foundation in place and then you can be like Claire and actually have a $40,000 launch. So pretty awesome. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. So again, visit theclicktechnique.com And I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's learn how to launch with a fairly small list. Here we go. Hey, Claire, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thanks for coming on. Oh my goodness, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Sure. So everyone hears about launches and how you can make big bucks in launches and and all that all that stuff. And I'm bringing you on today because you're extremely transparent in all of the details of this launch that you recently did that made you thirty seven thousand dollars with a two hundred and ninety seven dollar product and four thousand people on your list. And you're going to tell us how you made that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Should I just dive in? Just go do it. All right. Well, I feel like it's important to preface this by like, here comes my, maybe it's oversharing or we can just call it transparency. Oh, overshare it. Yeah. You know, this was by far my best launch. Um, and it, I've done group programs where I think the most that I charged just before this launch was 1800, right? So that's like a group program where you have way more revenue potential, but I didn't want to like do the work of a real launch. I thought, okay, maybe I can just send some emails, put together a couple of videos and get people in. So like the most I had done was selling that to 15 people. So that's a good, that's a good chunk of change, but then you have to run a group program, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, the money like is really kind of related to the work. Whereas this, this was just, it was a lot easier. It was a launch of an asset that I have had for two and a half years, you know? So like you create a course and you eventually sell it and you keep selling it. And and this is really the first time that it has been so successful for me. So I, I do want to come out and say that and be like, you know, this is not my first launch or even my second launch. Um, it took a while. And the really big selling point for this course at this time was that the price was going up by 300%. You know, it's pretty easy to get people who have been thinking about buying a course from you or, you know, in this case, learning about Facebook ads. The FOMO there, whether or not they even really see like, okay, do I have $300 to spend on, on this course right now? Am I actually going to use a course? The FOMO makes it happen. So I've seen lots of launches um, from people where they do the best numbers they've ever done because they're raising the price. But of course, you can't do that all the time. You know, I can't take this now $1,000 course and be like, all right, guys, I'm raising the price again mm-hmm. without doing a whole lot of overhaul to it. And I just did a massive overhaul. So that's not going to happen again in the future. And now that the price is higher... I definitely have the potential for bigger launches again. But anyway, this whole price increase is definitely the impetus, was the impetus for so many of these sales. But I did do things differently in this launch than than I had in the past. And I think the biggest thing that I did was really planning out everything. So I talk about this in the case study, but I worked with my coach who I just have monthly calls with and we talk about general strategy and mindset and stuff like that. We got on the call for an extra session that was just going to be dedicated to this launch. And I thought like, okay, that'll probably help a little. But what he made me do was map out every single piece of content that I would send on what days. And then he helped me sort of bust through a lot of the discomfort I felt about Mm -hmm. hosting webinars. Because while I like to talk and I like to share, I don't like to sell. It's not not live. Oh my god! (laughs) I don't think you're unlike most people. It does take a special personality type to be cool with that. 
Totally. And you know how like so many people like webinars is just part of the launch always. Well, I will do whatever it takes to not do a webinar. Wow. Yeah. I think I'd done two, no, three in my life before doing this. And it had been at least 18 months since the last one. And are you crediting the webinars for being like one of like the top three reasons why this launched killed it? You know, I wish I had that data. That's, that's a really good question. And it's one of the things about using Facebook Live as your webinar platform that you, you can't really say, okay, this, this person was on the webinar and then bought. Mm. There might be some fancy tracking that I just didn't think to set up ahead of time. Oh, and also, yeah, my email provider, just like finding those tags, I could easily look like, okay, how many people signed up for the webinar and then how many people bought after a certain time. But right now my email provider doesn't give me all that. But you know what I think it was? It was the buzz that that helped create. Mm -hmm. It, It was something that my affiliates could push and were happy to push. So instead of just like affiliates promoting a paid course, I think I would have seen a lot less action from my affiliates if that had been the case. The webinar kind of pushed me to just be out there more often. I mean, I was sending emails, a lot of emails before the webinar. So that's just already emailing more right there. And then emails after the webinar, it's like, hey, the replay's up. Hey, I've got a three minute version of the webinar that you can watch if you don't have time to watch the replay. So it just kind of forced me to put myself out there more and more. And I think that's a good thing. How did you summarize all of that into a three minute webinar? Because the webinar was about the three simple steps to sell more courses with Facebook ads. So I literally just said, these are the steps. You run this kind of ad and then you run that kind of ad and then big man, boom. That's up on my Facebook page if anyone wants to look at that. Awesome. Yeah. I said I was going to take down the replay, but then I decided it's good information for people. Um, And it's still a good, still a good pitch for my course, even though the course isn't um, the right, the same price anymore. So you mentioned in your blog post, speaking of affiliates, you said you've used affiliates before, but this time you basically like baby fed them like baby spoon. Here are like different things you can use different collateral. Do you think that made a big difference? You know, I, these are more things that I don't quite know. The definitely like sending out swipe copy because I saw I should have been on all my affiliates lists to actually know who emailed. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything against anyone who didn't email, but I, I do know that people were asking me like, oh, how, you know, are people clicking on my links because I'm not getting any sales? And I'm like, I don't know. Are you emailing? So I didn't have that info. But what I did for the affiliates, for some of the affiliates was webinars with their crew. And that I think made a big difference. That helped me really reach a greater audience. Not as much as I expected it to, because like I do say in the post, I expected to have like a greater percentage of the sales coming from affiliates. So the total number of courses sold were 124, and then only 38 of those came from affiliates. Wow. The rest came from your list or hopping on a webinar. Yeah. And from my ads. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't change what I did for the affiliates, I think that was still a really good way to get in front of those people. And then some of them, 
uh, who didn't necessarily buy, you know, I got on their radar and they might buy from me in the future or they might get on my list and then grab my tripwire product. I saw a lot of that actually. I was still making sales of my tripwire product, which is just sort of an intro course to Facebook ads um, during this launch. And how much was that? So the tripwire is now 97. The, the product itself is 97 and it's discounted for like the rest of the day when you get on my list. You have until midnight Pacific time to get it for 50% off. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Awesome. So let's just talk for one more second about affiliates. Do Did you just kind of like, did you hand pick affiliates and just like privately ask them? Did you spam your contact list? Like what did you do to get these affiliates? Were they just close uh, associates and friends? So some of my affiliate, I mean, if you are, if you buy my course, you can be an affiliate, but a lot of my people, um, my, a lot of my customers don't have the right market, but some of them really knocked it out of the park. And that was actually without joint webinars with me. The ones that I was like, Hey, I will actually offer you a bit more of a commission because the payout commission for like regular customers all the time on an evergreen basis was $100 off of a $300 product. And so then for the handpicked affiliates, I offered them 50%. And so some of them were my friends, people who, you know, I've gotten to know and done other kinds of work with them. Some of them were former clients. One or two were on my podcast and I was like, yeah, you definitely have the audience for this. Um, and that worked out. And then, you know, there were actually a couple former clients that I forgot to reach out to. And after the fact, I was like, oh my goodness, that was a huge missed opportunity. Um, but no, I didn't, didn't go after anyone very big. I guess Tara Gentili was the biggest affiliate. And she, I mean, I, I've worked with her now for a number of years. So we have a, a good relationship. And you personally, were you personally asking people, hey, will you be an affiliate for my yep. launch? Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I had like a few people in mind and my coach was like, no, who else? <laughs> and I like that. It, you know, he kept he pushing you. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, who else? Okay. And when are you going to email them by? When are you going to have the commit? How? Oh, this is what he did, which was killer. How many sales do you expect to come from that affiliate? And I was like, I wow. Yeah. Um, and then actually, I think all of the affiliates on that list surpassed those numbers, which was awesome. That is really awesome. Okay. I want to go back. I want to swing back to the doing the webinar on Facebook Live. So in the future, or if you were to give a customer of yours advice about webinars, would you go Facebook Live webinar route or does it depend? Yeah, I think I would. A lot of people that I was talking to, they were like, well, how are you going to actually get them on your list? And it was funny because at first my goal for them was actually to become fans of my Facebook page for for ad reasons. But then I was like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. I want them actually on my list. So one thing that my coach made me do during our call was map out a really simple worksheet. And I was really surprised at ha- at the conversion rate of people who took the worksheet. Like there Wow, was really? Least- yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because 40% of people who landed on a blog post of mine that wasn't even very clear, like it had all these different calls to action, they liked my Facebook page and then they, cause you can embed the like button right there and that's how you get notifications about the live thing. 
And then they also signed up for the worksheet. Um, wow. So, so I was able to like get subscribers that way. Um, and then have like a, a clear interest list from that, those webinar signups. Um, I mean, it's hard to get people to go to a webinar, right? And some people yeah. had concerns like, well, if they're on Facebook, aren't they going to be super distracted? Yeah, maybe, but I'm distracted on, on a webinar. On a regular well. webinar either way. Yeah. I've got my email open. I've got Facebook open, you know, all these things. But because of the way people would comment and ask questions um, during during the whole thing, after following up, it was just great for the organic reach um, in general for engagement on my Facebook page. And like once you get a boost, other things continue to rise. It's this like rising tide thing. The rest of your engagement on Facebook goes up as well. So you get more fans your posts get more reach. I was doing a lot of video stuff around launch time. So that got even, you know, that got extended reach as well. I love having the replay right there that I could send people to. And that also resulted again in more fans, more engagement. And now I see just like kind of consistently more traffic from Facebook to my site. Just That's awesome. Time. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, I just want to visit. So you're on the webinar and you're like, okay, I have this really cool free worksheet. Then do you post, did you post a link for them to go and opt into the worksheet or how did that work? So I had, when you set up a Facebook live, you know, you can schedule it now. And I had included a link in the schedule, in, in the post, the body of that post that then turns into the body of your Facebook Live video. Mm-hmm. So that was always right there for them to get. And then I mentioned it. And I think my co-host, I, I did both of the webinars. I did two webinars, same exact content at two different times. And both of them had co-hosts for me because that was like kind of key in calming my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the the co-host would like, put it into the chat or, you know, respond to people's questions about it and they could get it there. That's really cool. Um, and then you mentioned using Facebook's notification ability where they basically were notified when you went live. Is that right? So first they were notified when I scheduled it. And oh. I actually, that was like sort of a disaster because I scheduled, I had to to cancel the two that I scheduled and reschedule them simply because of the platform I was using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a shame because I'd gotten like all these, all the social proof just on the scheduled live. But anyway, um, I was all worried about that. And somebody was like, that doesn't matter. Just reschedule it. You'll be fine. And they were right. So, <laughs> so they got notifications when I scheduled things multiple times. They got notifications when I went live um, awesome. on Facebook. They also got emails. You know, my email saying, hey, we're starting, we're doing this. I got, let's see, I think at the the height of the metrics that Facebook gives you from those live events are just so-so. But the at the height of the live viewers, I think I had about 100 people nice. watching live. Yeah, but I mean, not all 100 of them were watching the whole thing. They pop in and out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm trying to remember what the actual percentage viewed was it might have only been you know 10 percent, but i i've probably had something like three thousand people saw some of it you know even if, even if it was just a few wow and, and those yeah. are great i'm not sure if you or your listeners know about this but you can then target people who have viewed 10 seconds or 25 percent of your video with ads 
you know, right. So, so like, you knew they were partially interested. Then you turned around and said, Hey, 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 here's an ad you watched. Yeah. Very powerful. You watched some, how about you get the three, stra- the, the three simple steps in three minutes? Like, so that was another ad I ran, um, retargeting people who had watched only some of my Facebook live to give them the whole strategy right there and then. Awesome. Okay. Next, I want to talk a little bit about your list. And then we're going to have this long discussion about your specialty, which is Facebook ads and like kind of how you handled that. But before we do that, I want to talk about your list. So you had 4,000 people on your list ish to start. How much did that grow during the launch? Can you share that? So what I can tell you is that I, I can give you sort of the start and the and the end, but, oh, and the unsubscribe. So I got Oh, let's see. I oh, you're going to share that. Nobody likes oh. to share that. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, I had 4,068 people on my list on April 6th, which is kind of when I started this push, and it went until April 30th. Was this a warm list? Do you email once? I should know this because I'm on your list. I don't think you email once a week, do you? No, I do. I no longer email once a week. I used to religiously. Um, but everyone who gets on my list goes through like a nurture sequence where they're hearing from me pretty often. A lot of people unsubscribe from that and that's totally fine by me. That's just life. Yeah. It's life. And you know what, when you have an opt-in, which is kind of like low hanging fruit, it's for low hanging fruit, which is just like a free guide to Facebook ads. It brings in everyone and their mother. So it's normal to get people who are like, uh, okay, stop selling to me or stop, you know, mm-hmm. stop emailing me. But then it's just the people who stay on it are clearly the more engaged people. And I'm happy about that. So I got 532 new subscribers from April 6th to April 30th. I mean, that's not like nice. huge the way people talk about how many people subscribe during launches. That's fine with me. People who unsubscribed 289. That's more than half of those new subscribers. But you know, they weren't all the new subscribers who unsubscribed. Lots of them were old subscribers. And I even said frequently during this launch, like, listen, this is not for e-commerce business owners. So you can unsubscribe now or Mm -hmm. you can just click this link and I will exclude you from the rest of the emails about this. In the Mm -hmm. end, I ended up with 4,306 people on May 1st. So really, list growth was, what's that, 250-ish, like uh, net after the unsubscribes. Um, But But I bet there were 250 really dedicated people, though. Well, I got at least, I mean, at least half of the people who bought were not on my list previously. So I definitely got a lot of, you know, wow. like qualified, really qualified leads. They were no longer leads. They were customers. And yeah, that came from affiliates and it came from the Facebook ad stuff. Awesome. And then you mentioned in your case study that you sent out a lot more promotional emails than you have in the past. Is there, what, were you uncomfortable with that? Is that why you don't send out a lot of promotional emails? What are your, what are your, what's your take on that? I love the idea of weekly content, weekly blog posts or videos, um, you know, just being ridiculously useful. That's my whole, my whole goal is to just be useful. But since I had the baby like a year ago and come really still working part-time in my business, that just doesn't happen all the time. Promotional Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. I certainly have, I have feelings about that. Um, I was talking to a sales coach who was like, you should send out five emails on cart close day. 
And you know what? I pro- I bet she's right. But the most I can send out on like in the this is the last day is two. That that might be doing me a disservice mm-hmm. and be doing some people on my list a disservice because they're missing it. But yeah, this one was like kind of nonstop from webinar to cart close almost every day. And how long did the launch last? It was actually kind of like a, it had a bit of a slow build from, I forget, might've been that April 6th date when I was like, hey guys, the the price is, like I've told you this before that the price was going up. Well, here's what it's going to be. It's going to be $1,000 instead of 300. And that your end date is April 30th. So we're talking like almost four full weeks there of, yeah. of quote unquote cart open. But then the push from webinar time, webinar was on webinar was on a Monday and the cart closed on Sunday night. Okay. So that was like a week full on yeah. push. Also, I do not recommend ever closing a cart on a Sunday or a Monday. Oh, really? Yeah. It should have done it like 3 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday instead of... I used mm-hmm. some automation tools so that I wouldn't have to like be up at midnight Pacific. I'm on the East Coast, so that would have been ridiculous. People aren't necessarily in their email so much on the weekends. And Mondays yeah. are like the, okay, I got to get going. Shouldn't really be in my email at all. But you know, if you if you give people the last days on Tuesday, or even Wednesday, I think B school always closes on a Wednesday. And that's probably for a reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, now, for the final section, I want you to talk a little bit, since you are the Facebook ads queen, I want you to talk a little bit about what you did different, what worked, what didn't work, just your general thoughts and feelings on your Facebook ads. Yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm looking at all the campaigns right now. So I started with like kind of ramping up my list building, my Facebook ad list building. I think I started in February, but I really sort of focused on it in March. Because I knew that like, okay, if I bring in people, some are going to unsubscribe, but some of them are going to be interested in this course, especially since the price is going up. So I was running those ads. I was doing video ads. I was doing regular link ads, just trying to get people onto my list for as little as possible. But then what I was doing at the same time was testing out that new tripwire that um, I basically put a new funnel into place. And so I wanted to see, you know, how close can I get to making all of my money back from my ads? And in the end, what I learned is I can get the the most qualified leads who are more, more likely to buy this um, $48 product are people who have visited my site before and who watch a video ad of me. So that was really interesting um, just in terms of like learning from that. Then those people who had bought the tripwire were way more likely to actually buy the course. So that's just sort of a given, you know, when you have, when you've already gotten people to convert, it's easier to get them to convert again. Right. Um, Another ad that I ran was what I call a content awareness ad. And I I teach this in my course that, you know, you shouldn't just be doing list building ads uh, because you're going to end up with not very engaged people on your list. So I ran a video ad that was just like the right way to boost your posts. And it kind of went a little bit viral, the most viral, if you will, um, of any post of mine, because people started like tagging their friends in the comments. Awesome. I was like, yeah, I am killing it. This is so smart. I spent $254 on this campaign 
And I was like, awesome, I will be able to retarget the people who have viewed this ad um, and get them to buy, and it's gonna be incredible. So what happened was not a single person who engaged with that ad ended up buying. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I realized that that content was not ideal content for the people I wanted to buy this course. You know, there are a lot of people who are boosting posts for their church group or boosting posts for their e-commerce shop because they don't really know how to run ads, but they know that they want to get Mm -hmm. more reach. But they're Mm -hmm. not coaches and course creators, which is what my product had been revamped to serve. Um, And so sort of midway through me running this ad, I took a look at my audience and I was like, oh, snap, this could include a whole lot of e-commerce people. And so then I, I sort of tried to change directions then, but it's hard to exclude people who specifically have a specific kind of business. Like it's easy to target coaches, but then you can also end up sort of with some of the wrong people in there anyway. And so it's just possible that I had the totally wrong audience and wrong call to action, which was like, okay, instead of, you know, keep boosting your posts, but do it the right way. Instead of learn Facebook ads and actually sell more of your online courses. Mm, That makes sense. That was the call to action in the end uh, for, for my course. So, okay, that failed, but everything else worked pretty well. So there was just the general list building um, that I did in March, which went from like, it was like $220 in ads resulted in $1,500 worth of sales. So that would have been both tripwire and course sales, like big, bigger course sales. Then I had um, webinar signups and I targeted a, mostly warm audiences because I have been on the on the side of lots of Facebook ads where people are trying to get new people to sign up for their webinars and just sort of fail miserably because mm-hmm. nobody wants to sign up for webinars anymore. But let's see, those webinar signup ads resulted in about, that looks like, $1,700 worth for about $400 in ads. Um, and then the biggest, yeah, the biggest campaign that I ran was literally the last couple of days. Like, hey guys, cart is closing. Here is a testimonial from somebody who's like a pretty big name. Um, I spent $126 on that and made $4,000. So awesome. Wonderful. Wow. So my guess is, that you would recommend if someone was serious about um, doing a launch and succeeding, you do you can't really do that without a lot of Facebook ads knowledge because just what you've shared with us and what you've shared in your case study, like some newbie isn't going to be able to utilize that and get their money back. Is that fair to say? Um, Unless they take your course, of course. Well, yeah, but I mean... The thing is, I think the real problem now is that people are like, oh, okay, I'm doing a webinar in a couple of weeks. I need to start my Facebook ads and I've never done them mm-hmm. before. Um, and, and then you can get, well, you can be really surprised at how much it actually costs to get a webinar sign up. And then you say, oh, wait, I wasn't planning on spending $3,000 on these ads. But like when I have a number of people who come to me and say, okay, I want this many subscribers. And I say, all right, well, it might cost you in ad spend. And they're like, whoa. So it's really important to have a sense of how much 
Facebook ads can cost you to get the numbers that you want and then what your conversion rates are. And I actually have a totally free resource um, on figuring out that number at clairepels.com slash how much. Awesome. Yeah, it's just a formula. Like you, basically it's a spreadsheet where you plug in you know, how much your course or your package or whatever your product price is, um, how much you want to spend on Facebook ads, and then what you can kind of reasonably expect your return to be. I will link that in the show notes. That's really cool, actually. So awesome. I have kept you over time, but I really appreciate you sharing and being so transparent. Before we go, I'm going to turn the time over to you. Again, tell people about you, any offers you have, just anything you want us to know. So I really just like to blog and be ridiculously useful over at clairepels.com. Uh, I try to keep up on all the changes and the fancy things like with messenger ads these days, the really fun video ads are uh, all over the place. So really what I recommend now that you know about this tripwire that I have is just go over to clairepels.com slash guide, sign up there. And then on the next page, you're going to see a an offer that's just going to be good for a few hours, um, but you can get a course that's just about targeting, which is really the hardest part. Uh, Facebook ads. Um, so you mm-hmm. can get that for 48 bucks and it's probably going to be, I mean, you would waste $48 on Facebook ads really quickly. So don't do that. Instead, get that course and then start running ads that actually make sense and do real things for your business. I love that. By the way, have you used a lot of the messenger ads? Are they working for you um, and your clients? So what I ended up doing for this launch was instead of using messenger ads, I used a messenger bot, which I had it, I forgot Mm -hmm. to put this in the case study, Um, but I had it embedded uh, as like a little slide in on my sales page. So anyone who was interested, but had questions could sort of chat with me on messenger. But what they actually got was robot Claire, which said, Hey, you're interested. Awesome what kind of business do you have? And it gave them options. And they were like, oh, I sell online courses. Oh, I'm a service provider or or this, that, and the other. And based on, there was logic in the bot. So based on their answer, I could say, oh, awesome. This is a great fit for you. Do you have any other questions? Or you know what? Don't bother. Like not a good fit. Save your money. Do this instead. And that people loved that. Did you, and so do you feel like that definitely helped with the launch as well then, obviously? Yeah, it definitely did. I think about, probably 70 of the 70% of the people who engaged with the bot ended up buying. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was really For a good. robot. That's an impressive salesperson. Well, in the end, I mean, they could also ask questions and I would respond to them, but a lot of times I didn't have to because they were able to self-identify as being a good fit or not. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. I've kept you long enough. You have a baby, you have a business, you have all these things, but I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Lindsay. Okay, okay, okay. So you totally love Claire as much as I do. So not only not only was I following her on Facebook, but her and I ended up in this Facebook group called Business and Babies. 
and she posts in there and I post in there because we're both trying to run a small business with babies. And so I just, I just really like her. So make sure you go follow her, show her some support. If you're interested in Facebook ads, uh, you probably want to pick up her program as well because she's pretty cool and she's totally legit. So there, she has the one click Lindsay stamp of approval. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Don't forget to check out theclicktechnique.com if you want to know all my secrets on how to make online marketing finally start working for you. I know it can be such a drag and really painful, but that's a really good way for me to start supporting you. Uh, theclicktechnique.com. Totally, absolutely do it. Um, if you like this podcast and you learn something from this podcast and you tune in every week and you find any value in it, I would sure love if you would go leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you like to leave reviews. That would be super cool. And then finally, remember, if you need any help with your traffic and leads, needs anywhere from Facebook ads to an irresistible offer to landing page design, even a website, uh, trafficandleads.com can totally do that for you. So make sure you give us a call, shoot me an email, and that, that, that'll that about sum it up for this week. And I will talk to you kids next week. This is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Oh,